This podcast has been brought to you with the support of Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. With a Wise account, you can send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast, all without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Whether you're traveling through Asia, freelancing in France, or buying that dream property in Oz, Wise is the easy way to connect all your finances internationally. You can even send money home to mum in minutes. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com. Kia ora, I'm Damien Venuto. It's April 20th and this is The Front Page, a daily podcast presented by the New Zealand Herald. COVID-19 case numbers are ticking up and up as we head into the colder months of the year. And while vaccinations and prior infection do give us some level of protection, immunity is waning and we now face the threat of new variants. On top of this, the old threats of influenza and RSV will also waft through our schools, offices and restaurants around the country in the coming months. So are we prepared for what's heading our way? How dangerous are these new variants of COVID-19? And is enough being done to ensure New Zealanders get their boosters? Today, Dr. Gemma Geegan, an infectious disease specialist from Otago University, is on the front page to give a sense of the viruses set to threaten our health this winter. Gemma, we've seen COVID surge and dip from one season to the next. So how are we tracking at the moment? Well, it seems globally that COVID cases may be on the rise. And in New Zealand as well, that's the case. We've seen the average, the rolling average number of cases being reported, at least rising over the past few weeks. But it's not anything to be too surprised about at the moment. It's something to keep a watch on. The new so-called super variant of COVID-19 has been detected in New Zealand. The Omicron strain, nicknamed Kraken, has recently caused large numbers of infections in the US. So what's this new variant that's emerged amid the recent outbreak and how does it differ from those that came before? So there is a new variant that the World Health Organization has sort of dubbed a one to watch. So they've called it a variant under monitoring and it's called XBB 1.16. It's a offshoot of the previous variant, which is called XBB 1.15. Now that variant was dominating, especially in the US, where it was responsible for the vast majority of cases. So it's a offshoot of that ancestor and it has an additional mutation or a couple of additional mutations just in that spike protein. And the reason why the WHO seems to be watching this one carefully is that in India, at least, it seems to have replaced other variants that were in circulation. So it's definitely got some sort of advantage over previous variants. Now, it has been found in multiple countries around the world, at least 30 from the last count. So um, and a handful of those cases have also been found in New Zealand. So what do we know about fatalities when it comes to this variant? Because we've seen that fluctuate quite dramatically. We had Delta, which was incredibly dangerous, replaced by Omicron, which was less dangerous. And now we have this new variant. So how does that one weigh up in comparison to those when it comes to the likelihood of dying from this variant? Well, this variant is actually just one of the Omicron soup, if you like. So Omicron has, when it first emerged in 2021, it has basically dominated 
all variants that are circulating now and all of the variants are, and there's about 600 variants that are currently circulating, but they're all, um, or the vast majority anyway, are Omicron descendants. And so this one happens to be a recombinant, which means that it's sort of made up of two different types of Omicron that have kind of mixed together, if you like. And so this one is an Omicron variant. It's just one of the descendants, one of the very many descendants of Omicron. So we've seen this type of thing before. You know, we had Omicron, we had the first wave and followed by other sort of smaller waves of Omicron where there was different subvariants. And and this is just one of the very many subvariants. We don't know that much about the hospitalizations and deaths or the severity of the disease, but where it is dominating, which is mainly in India at the moment, although it's seen globally, is that it doesn't seem to be causing an uptick in hospitalizations and deaths. So that's a really good indicator that it may not be causing any more severe disease. How worried should we be about the fact that we do have this cocktail of 600 variants circulating around the globe at any given time at the moment? Well, that's just virus evolution in real time. And the only reason why we know about it is because we have genomic sequencing to track these variants as they emerge and as they evolve. So, you know, we have this capability and this framework set up in New Zealand. Um, the Institute of Environmental Science and Research are responsible for doing the genomics of COVID sick, um, cases in New Zealand. And that's how we track and trace new variants in New Zealand and how they've emerged and how they're evolving and how they might be changing the disease. So it's nothing surprising and it's nothing new. We've seen this happen before. A new variant emerges that has some advantage over current variants and it often dominates for a while and replaces other variants that are around and then it plateaus and then another variant comes along. So it's nothing that we haven't seen before. I see the same pattern happening with this one. With so much focus remaining on COVID, we have sometimes been guilty of forgetting about the other big viruses that waft around the country. So what can you tell us about the risk of RSV or flu in the lead up to this winter? So we're coming into winter and in the past couple of years, since we've had sort of more movement across our borders, we have experienced larger outbreaks of particularly RSV in 2021 when we had that travel bubble with Australia for example, and already there's been a lot of flu cases introduced into New Zealand this year. And so we're coming into winter, we're coming into a season where respiratory viruses are very common and they're exacerbated in winter because of various conditions, including our behaviour, because we spend more time indoors with the windows shut and, and so on. So COVID is just going to be one of those respiratory viruses that is also going to be probably worse in winter because of the sheer number of cases eventually when it does become more seasonal. And it's kind of a, a good reminder, you know, that these valent vaccines are now available for everyone over 30. And so it's a really good time as we're coming into winter to think about when you last had a booster. From April 1st, anyone aged 30 and over will be able to go in for a fourth COVID shot. So far, 89% of the eligible population have had their first two doses of the vaccine and 73% have had the first booster. People aren't as vigilant right now about testing and reporting of infection as they once were. So how much trust can we put into the case numbers that are coming through in the media at the moment? Yes, for some time now when we've relied on the rapid antigen tests 
there are huge underreporting of those. So not that many people actually go on to register a positive test. So that's really important. It has been the case for some time that that's been going on. And so any sort of fluctuations in numbers can be that sort of uncertainty can be accounted for because the behavior has sort of been quite constant for the past wee while since we've been using rats. Now, on the other side, vaccines are continuing to develop and build on what we've already learned about this virus. So do the latest vaccines offer better protection against newer variants than those that came before? Yes, for sure. So the new bivalent vaccine includes not only the RNA protection against this spike protein that was the original strain that first emerged in Wuhan, um, which was the one that you've already received, hopefully, if you've had vaccines and boosters before. But it also includes the Omicron spike protein as well. So like I said before, the vast majority of cases at the moment are caused by an Omicron variant of some sort, like XBB 1.1.6, the one that we were just speaking about is of course an Omicron subvariant. So anything that includes Omicron, it should give better protection against the previous uh, version of the vaccine. And of course, you know, these vaccines are and therapeutics as well are always being sort of watched and updated. Time will tell whether or not this new subvariant may eventually be included in a future vaccine. But just like the flu vaccine, every year or most years it's updated to include new strains. That's also likely what's going to happen with the vaccine. If you're enjoying this episode of The Front Page brought to you by the New Zealand Herald, make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts. People aren't as vigilant right now about testing and reporting infection as they once were. So how much trust can we put into the case numbers that are coming through in the media at the moment? Yes, for some time now when we've relied on the rapid antigen tests, there are huge underreporting of those. So not that many people actually go on to register a positive test. So that's really important. It has been the case for some time that that's been going on. And so any sort of fluctuations in numbers, that sort of uncertainty can be accounted for because the behavior has sort of been quite constant for the past wee while since we've been using rats. Now, on the other side, vaccines are continuing to develop and build on what we've already learned about this virus. So do the latest vaccines offer better protection against newer variants than those that came before? Yes, for sure. So the new bivalent vaccine includes not only the RNA protection against this spike protein that was the original strain that first emerged in Wuhan, which was the one that you've already received, hopefully, if you've had vaccines and boosters before, but it also includes the Omicron spike protein as well. So like I said before, you know, the vast majority of cases at the moment are caused by an Omicron variant of some sort, like XBB 1.1.6, the one that we were just speaking about, is of course an Omicron subvariant. So anything that includes Omicron, it should give better protection against the previous version of the vaccine. And of course, you know, these vaccines are and therapeutics as well are always being sort of watched and updated. Time will tell whether or not this new subvariant may eventually be included in a future vaccine. But just like the flu vaccine, every year or most years, it's updated to include new strains. That's also 
likely what's going to happen with the vaccine. Given the superior protective qualities of these new vaccines, do you think we need another big publicity campaign to encourage people to get the vaccine and get out there and just get the shot in the arm? Well, you know, overall, New Zealand is really well vaccinated. I think around 97% of eligible people had a vaccine. But like you say, you know, immunity is waned and it's probably quite some time since most people have had a booster or a vaccine. So I think that just being aware that these vaccines are now available, what it's different from this vaccine compared to the previous ones you might have had. And also just a timely reminder that not just COVID vaccines, but flu vaccines are available now too. And it's really important to get protected against both. Gemma, many people across Aotearoa have already been affected with COVID-19. I mean, is this a good thing and that our immune systems have already faced the virus? Or do these new variants pose a new risk entirely? No, well, any past infection gives you um, really good protection. The combination of vaccination and past infection does provide immunity. And I'm not saying it's a good thing to be infected um, at all. And, you know, there are consequences of being infected that we haven't even realised yet, I think. But when the vast majority of people hopefully had a mild infection and recovered well, and so that does provide you lots of good immunity to tackle the next infection. And, you know, because New Zealand had an elimination approach until the tail end of Delta going into Omicron, means that the vast majority of people in New Zealand have only been infected with Omicron. And so that really also gives really good immunity because we've only really experienced Omicron and Omicron continues to be the one that's circulating. That previous infection does lend itself to offering us greater protection because it remains the dominant variant. Now that virtually all restrictions have been lifted, we do sometimes hear COVID sceptics and deniers claim that it just shows that the virus isn't as harmful as has previously been suggested. What would your response be to people who continue to question how dangerous this virus is? Oh, I think um, (laughs) that's easy to say when you live in New Zealand and we closed our borders and eliminated the virus in the community. So that when we didn't have vaccines available or, you know, really good therapeutics available, we didn't have the virus here. And so our death rate was one of the lowest in the world. It was March. Cases of the coronavirus were exploding in Italy and Spain. As soon as New Zealand confirmed its first cases, Prime Minister Ardern took action, closing her country's borders and taking to the airwaves to explain how the country was going to confront this challenge. And we were only able to open up our borders because the vaccination campaign was really successful. So it became clear that Omicron was a sort of different beast in terms of trying to control its spread. But it came at a good time because the vast majority of people in the country had at least one or two doses of vaccine. So had we just sort of let it rip like many countries around the world from the beginning, we would be in a drastically different position than we are today. Gemma, what's your advice for vulnerable New Zealanders right now who might be concerned about the fast approaching winter wave? RSV surges each winter. We missed a season when we had COVID lockdowns in 2020, but it came back with a bit of a vengeance in 2021, and we would expect it to see a winter surge of RSV cases again. It's a common virus of young children, particularly the under ones. Well, if you're vulnerable at all, you should really be getting the vaccine. It's available actually for everyone that's over 30. So 
getting vaccinated, not just for COVID, but for flu, is going to be really important this winter. And finally, based on the current rate of infection, which is going up, and viewed alongside the fact that perhaps immunity is waning to some degree, how severe do you think our winter outbreak could be? That's a really good question. And the severity of respiratory viruses can change. And like we saw the big RSV outbreak in 2021, it was a lot bigger and a lot more severe. And that's partly due to the fact that we had eliminated it previously because we shut our borders and had lockdowns. So people's immunity waned. And so the reintroduction of RSV and influenza in the last couple of years means that lots of people haven't had any exposure to these viruses since before the pandemic. So it's not just COVID we have to worry about. It's all the other usual winter respiratory viruses that we should be concerned about too. So all of this puts pressure on the healthcare system, of course, and the overall toll might not just be to do with COVID itself. Thanks for joining us, Gemma. That's it for this episode of The Front Page. You can read more about today's stories and extensive news coverage at nzherald.co.nz. The Front Page is produced by Sean D. Wilson with executive producer Ethan Sills. I'm Damien Venuto. You can follow The Front Page on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And tune in tomorrow for another look behind the headlines.